Shabbat Shalom and greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. It was great to see so many of you this morning on the Shabbat Fellowship. Of course, all of our platforms on our Connect page are up and running as of this weekend. So we are excited to be able to open those platforms up six days a week. If you want to connect, whether it be through the women's group, the men's group, prayer, youth group, all kinds of connections available for you out there. So we are blessed and excited to be able to host that again for you. Remember, we are doing the sign-ups for um, the Feast of Tabernacles Sukkot, and we are able to do that through Eventbrite. So you can go to tourtothetribes.com forward slash connect and then scroll down a little bit down the page and you'll find biblical feasts. And if you click on that button, you'll be able to um, sign up for the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot 2021. So we are excited to be able to host it this year and uh, get back on track. All right, Baruch Hashem Yahweh, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get ready together. We're going to go into Amar Shlechim, the Acts of the Apostles. We are in the 27th chapter today. The 27th chapter, we come across Rav Shiliak Shaul, Rabbi Apostle Paul, coasting through the seas, the ocean, for his fourth, shall I say, fourth shipwreck. Um... Amazing. This guy, what an encounter. So as I approach the scripture today, as we look through the seas and the ocean, the sea throughout scripture, of course, is a setting for suffering, an allegory for suffering, as in the famous, of course, Jonah, Jonah narrative. And in the book of Revelation, it is the setting for evil, is it not? The setting for evil. At the end of the age, like Rav Shaliak Sha'ul, Yahweh will give those of us who have chosen to ascend out of their fears, out of the waters of chaos, the seas. And we'll be able to quiet the storms and find safe harbor where Yahweh resides. Because Yahweh is our rock, our fortress, our island in the midst of these seas of chaos, these seas of fears that really are epitomized by the nations, aren't they? Aren't they just? So Shaul here is depicted as Yahweh's prophet who is given power over the chaos. And right now, you and I, Yahweh has given us power over the chaos. But for us to truly walk on water, which means that we ascend out of fear, we ascend out of the nations and chaos and turbulent forces. For us to walk on water, we have to ascend out of the fear and we have to move with, of course, the power of the Ruach HaKodesh to be able to come ashore where we find, of course, that safe harbor and deliverance. And other people that are terrified and without help will be able to cast them a life ring. You see, this 
chapter right here is part of what we would call the we material, the we material, meaning that Luke was actually on this voyage with Shaul as a witness. He was on this voyage with the Apostle Paul. This is not a fictional account. Are we doing um, light switching today? Okay, good. Excellent. Excellent. So let's delve in to the first verse. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Shaul and certain other prisoners to one named Julius, a captain of the Augustan regiment. And entering to, into a ship from Adratium, we launched, meaning to sail by the borders of Asia Minor, with Aristocross, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, he also being with us. And the next day we landed at Zidon, and Julius courteously treated Shaul and gave him liberty to go to his friends to refresh himself. Now, for us to be able to pull this scripture forward into our days, for us to be able to pull this prophetic record forward into the very, very days in which we live from the first century to help us navigate this fast-changing world that you and I live in, for us to be able to dispel fear, dispel all the false information that is floating around in the seas of chaos out there, I'm going to show you some things using allegory and metaphor today. Using allegory and metaphor today to make a very impactful, I pray, 21st century application of this. Is that okay? Look at verse 4. Here we go. And when we had launched from there, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lucia. And there the captain found a ship from Alexandria sailing into Italy. And he put us on board. And when we had sailed slowly many days and barely were come opposite Canidius, the wind did not allow us to proceed. And we sailed also close to Crete, off Salmon, and hardly passing it, came to a place which is called the Fair Havens near the city of Lycia. Verse 9. Now we remained there a long time, even until the Yom Kippur fast. That's, of course, a time marker for us. And until the Yom Kippur fast was passed. And since it had become dangerous for anyone to sail because they were getting into the storm season, Sha'ol admonished them. And brethren, we're about to get into the storm season. The storm season in the nations, in the waters of chaos, we're about to get into that storm season too. We're about to come to the Yom Kippur fast, aren't we? So we are prophetically in this very, very region of the scripture, if you will. Verse 10. And he said to them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the cargo of the ship, but also of our lives, 
Nevertheless, the captain believed the navigator and the owner of the ship more than those things that were spoken of by Shaul. You see, Paul tried to warn them not to go, not to proceed, but, you know, it comes down to the age-old decision, doesn't it? Follow Yahuwah or follow money? You see, many today will choose livelihood and the promise of safety, mammon and security over following the Creator Yahuwah who heals you from all your diseases and promises to deliver you from tyranny. Will we fear this world? Will we fear the chaos out there in the waters and turn to man? Or will we fear Yahuwah and be assured of his health and healing that he promises us. Because Malachi the prophet says this in the fourth chapter and the second verse, but unto you that fear my name shall go forth the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stool. Remember the woman with the issue of blood in Matthew 9. You see, right now, today, we've got a lot of people out there that have turned to man and they're having issues in their blood. They are getting blood clotting because they've put trust, their trust in man and turned from trusting Elohim. In Psalm 56, in the 11th verse, it says, In Yah I have put my trust. I will be not afraid of what man can manufacture and weaponize what man can do to me. I will not be afraid because I will put my trust in Yah. You see, Yah is our safe harbor in these chaotic waters that we're all facing. And the waters symbolize the nations, it's chaos, absolute chaos. Look at verse 20. In fact, we're in verse 12, I'm jumping ahead. And because the harbor was not suited to winter in, most advised to depart from there also, if by any means that they might get to Phoenicia and spend the winter there, which is a harbor of Crete, facing southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, leaving there, they sailed close by to Crete. Verse 14, And not long after there arose against us a hurricane, and the hurricane was called a Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not hold up against the wind, we yielded control of it. And passing under a certain island that was called Clauda, we could hardly retain the ship's lifeboat, which when they had taken it up, we girded up and prepared the ship and feared lest we should fall into the downward rapids. We pulled down the sail and drifted. And being exceedingly tossed with the hurricane and the next day they begun to throw our belongings into the sea and the third day we cast out our own hands the rigging of the ship and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and the hurricane beat on us all hope that we should be saved was then lost you see right now there's so many people that they've lost 
any opportunity of navigating this. Because firstly, they're following all the Roman holidays. They're following all the national holidays. They have no concept about the feasts and festivals of Yahuwah that are the signs and the seasons and the markers for us to navigate through these chaotic storms and waters that we find ourselves in. So then what happens? They turn to man and they lose all hope that they're going to be saved by any immunity Therefore, they turn to man because they have lost hope in the natural order of things. And that's what we're seeing in all of this chaos that's going on in the nations right now. Despair, despair, despair everywhere. Despair is an overwhelming companion that sucks the very life hope and joy out of people's inner bones. And people are being sent to hospital. They are being hospitalized. And what's really killing them is despair. And that's a spiritual condition. And fear. And that's a spiritual condition. Because if you have despair, it seeps into your bones breaks down your immunity and then you don't have the ability to fight what you normally could fight because you have lost hope and despair these are psychological and spiritual afflictions once succumbed to despair like an anchor to the soul it's hard to ascend out of those depths of despair is it not you see if we lose sight of the Creator's signs and seasons, his Moedim, signified here by the sun and the stars, then we can lose all hope and get carried away in the seas of the world, full of fear, full of dismay, from one hopeless pagan holiday to the next hopeless national holiday, it being Labor Day weekend, right? which is really void of any real significance and certainly void of light navigating hope for you to a, be able to navigate the prophetic times in which we're in. So when a person gets into the depths of despair, when they get into grief, when they get into agony, they, they'll lose their appetite for the things of Yahuwah and they begin to become adrift in the seas of the world rudderless and powerless and then they're unable to affect change because they've become so consumed by the world we have to weather these storms in life we have to weather the storm and the chaos on which the world is throwing up the tides upon the ships right now this was Shaul's fourth shipwreck he had built endurance and we have to build endurance because sa tan is trying to wear you down but you are not of the world you are to be enduring look at the 21st verse but after a long abstinence from food shaul stood out in the midst of them and said sirs you should have listened to me and now you have sailed and you should not have sailed from crete only to have experienced this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good courage.
For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but only the ship. But there stood by me this night a heavenly Malak, angel of Yahuwah, whose I am and whom I serve. You see, when we succumb to the fear, when we succumb to the fear, we cannot expect to see the messengers that Yahuwah sends to guide us. You can't. Because you've succumbed to the fear. You're not receptive to the heavenly malachim, to the intercession, to the conviction, to the guiding of Yahuwah. Because fear dispels all of the benefits that Yahuwah has. Because you're so focused on the benefits that man is saying that he can give you. We need to listen to the Ruach. And that oftentimes comes through a vision. It often comes through reading and praying the word inclination. But fear will shut down those receptors of the Ruach HaKodesh, leaving you in the seas of chaos, tossed to and fro, rudderless, like James says. Look at verse 24, saying, Fear not, Shaul, you must be brought before Caesar. And look, Yahuwah has given you all them that sail with you. Therefore, sirs, be of good courage, for I believe Yahuwah, and that shall be even as it was told to me. So look, using allegory and metaphor today as we delve in and I try to unpack this, the nations, the seas of chaos. It's a world of chaos right there. We are, of course, vessels, and we are to steward these vessels. But also realize that Mystery Babylon is international, maritime, and admiralty, and commercial in nature. And that is what we really have to see that we need to move out and come out of the commercial nature of Mystery Babylon because it is a debt instrument, debt slavery, because it is trading and trafficking in souls. Because ultimately, through what we will see through the bonds of the birth certificate and the social security number, your vessel has been captured. And therefore, people have been put into this international admiralty, maritime, commercial realm of slavery. And that is where all the chaos is. But there is a way. Yahuwah says, come out of her, my people, so you don't have to partake of all of the chaos. And this is what Paul is showing. Look, through the scriptures, you're going to see this. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 14. Is Israel a home-born slave? Did your parents sign something and make you a home-born slave, Israel? Did the signing of the birth certificate bond and the social security bond, did that bond you into an invisible contract? Think about it, did it? I'm asking the question. Did it place you into an international, admiralty, maritime, and commercial venue where attachment liens and bonds are the commodities that are used because there is no money? So everything is based upon debt. Everything is trying to attach to get a lien. 
on your vessel, on property, because there is no money. There is no money. Everything is about getting a lien. So it's time to do a salvage claim on your life, isn't it? Isn't it? And to come out of the seas of commercial chaos. And that's where people are getting trapped right now, thinking, with the, well, I have to do this. This is a mandate. This is, this is all commercial. And if you live in a commercial world, then yes, you do. But you don't have to live that way. You can control everything if you so want to. Exodus chapter 14, verse 12. Are you wondering right now... Well, maybe it's just best to go along and get along and just go along with the ride, you know? Whatever the world and the seas of chaos is saying. Surely, maybe I should just go along with the Egyptians. Maybe I should go along with Mystery Babylon so I can keep my job, so I can ride on public transport, so I can do this. And You know, the leeks and onions, they're pretty good. I've grown up on them. I like the benefits and the privileges. Or will you risk it all and follow the Torah and follow Moshe into the wilderness? Will you? Well, these are... Well, we're going to die out there in the wilderness. Well, that's a possibility. (laughs) But do you want to live? Do you want to live? Or do you want safety? Because I want to live. And part of being alive is there's risks involved. I don't want to be a safe. I want to be alive. Ezekiel 28 verse 16. By the multitude of thy trafficking, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Trading and trafficking in an international admiralty maritime commercial venue based upon the attachment lien of the birth certificate and the social security number that then puts you into the vessel venue. Is Lucifer truly trafficking in human soul? Yes. In a commercial admiralty realm through this mystery Babylon. And we've all grown up in it. Especially you here in America. That many can't even see it. I didn't grow up in, obviously, with the social security number and, you know, being an American U.S. citizen or anything. So it's different for me. Revelation 17 verse 2. Does mystery Babylon really sitteth upon many waters? Is it really international? Is it really admiralty? Is it really maritime? Is it really commercial in nature? Have all of the kings of the earth really set up a system where they can drink of the wine, that's trade, and traffic in human souls through bids and through bonds? Revelation 18, verse 17. Are you really going to see... I'm going to see it. I don't know if you're going to see it. 
but I'm going to see it. Are you really going to stick around? Are you really going to see this whole international admiralty maritime commercial system crumble in an hour? In one hour. So that all the fiat currency comes to naught and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors as they trade by the sea will come to naught and they will stand afar off in the caves of Afghanistan which will be their only refuge. Their only refuge. Which is why they had to clear it out to make way for the places of their refuge, where they will be crying out that the rocks would fall upon them. Do you not see? Do you not hear? Do you not see? Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. If so, then wouldn't it make sense that because the secret things belong unto Yahweh our Elohim, that those very things would be revealed to you and I in this last generation. So today in Acts chapter 27, through allegory and metaphor, shipping and oceans and prisons and being in bonds, I think that we can see exactly where we are. Shaul the metaphor for the believer, you and I, today. Verse 3, the context is on Lucifer's venue and Lucifer's jurisdiction. Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon. And of course, you can link that back to Ezekiel 28. The trading and trafficking in human souls. Through the, bid, the birth certificate bond, through the social security bond and through all of the bonds that are associated out there because there is no money. Verse 3. Now there are some judges and sheriffs that are able to cognize liberty. And there are many, many, I think they just filed a lawsuit here in Oregon against the governor, maybe yesterday, many, many Many law enforcement, many, many sheriffs. So there are people that are able to cognize liberty and freedom. Julius, right here in the scripture, he courteously entreated Shaul and he gave him liberty to go unto his friends and to refresh himself. There are good people out there in judiciary amongst the police, amongst the sheriff, there are good people. So don't lose hope. But the seas are the commercial jurisdictions and venues of this world. The ship is the commercial vessel, whether it be a court, a state, a municipality, a city. Basically, any corporation is the ship because it is a corpus. It is a dead fictional body that another dead fictional body can attach to and try to put in bonds, place a lien on to extract that labor and energy that is negotiated through notes, through liens, through bonds, and through instruments. Because it is commercial in nature. Everything's commercial in Mystery Babylon. Everything. 
And everything is an offer. Everything. I mean everything. Everything. Trying to compel you to perform. How will you perform? That's up to you. But they're compelling you to perform. Verse 5. Myra. We came to Myra, a city of Lucia. Now the Hebrew is a much better description of this city. It is Shemin. Shemin. As in Amos chapter 6 verse 6. Where it says, They that drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the chief Shemin, Myra, ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. The nations are not grieving on the affliction of Joseph, the 12 tribes scattered abroad right now. They want to put the whole world in bonds and to cast them into the seas of the nations and kill them. It's a mass depopulation program that was going on board the ship. Let's kill everybody on the ship to save ourselves. That's Admiralty Maritime International Commercial in nature. And that's exactly what was going on with this whole shipwreck. The richness, the fat things. In Revelation chapter 18 verse 2, this is the precious merchandise, brethren, that shortly no one will buy of any more of it once the ship wrecks. What happened with all the precious merchandise on the ship? They had to throw it overboard into the chaotic nations, right? Everything in the past year of any value has been thrown overboard. Look at the national debt clock, brethren. Do you realize like 30-odd percent of the Federal Reserve notes in circulation were printed within the last year? They're throwing all the cargo overboard. There's a spirit of indebtedness and slavery out there. But everybody's waiting for the next handout. And all these loans that are going to have to be paid back, oh, it is mass slavery. Then you're going to have to perform a certain way because you took the benefit and the privilege and therefore you will be compelled to perform the way the maritime admiralty commercial contractors want you to perform all the way into slavery. Paul wouldn't have any of it. Even when he was in bonds, he knew that he would find safe harbor in Yahuwah. And he wasn't afraid. Because fear, if you're afraid, you cannot cognize your way out. You cannot think clearly, and you certainly cannot feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 of Revelation 18 informs us that the cargo of fine flour and wheat and slaves, the souls of men, are in view. Correct? 
All the elements of Luke's maritime story is present in Revelation 18. It's present in Revelation 17. This is a maritime story about how to come out of mystery of Babylon today, brethren. The captain of the regiment is the principal. Listen, the captain of the regiment is the principality that operates behind those who work for the international venue. That is Roman or papal in origin. Okay? The cargo are all the souls that are asleep. All the people that have become zombies or deadweight cargo under heavy influence of the principality. They're heavily influenced by the principality. Today, the enslaving principality isn't a Julius. It isn't a Caesar, but it is a COVID. And it is an enslaving principality of fear and indebtedness about trading and trafficking in the souls of man. It's international, it's admiralty, it's maritime, and everything is commercial in nature. Everything. And it's all an offer. Because you will always have free will. So don't give me any of this nonsense that somebody made me do this and I had to take this. And No, you have free will. They're going to try to make you believe you don't. Intimidate you that you don't. Surround you maybe and say no, but you do. Dietrich Bonhoeffer stood and then he stood and he knew that he had free will. Even when they walked him to the gibbet, he still knew he had free will. And the Nazis used medical tyranny and fear to get the population to do what they wanted which is why so many of the issues that we're dealing with today came up in the Nuremberg trials. All of these things that you cannot experiment on a population without their consent. And everybody has to give their consent. So be careful what you agree to when they try to compel you to perform. You can perform another way because I perform according to the word and will of Yahweh through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I do not perform necessarily the way that someone would want me to perform. It's all compelled performance and I recognize it. So, we continue on. Because now, as the narrative unfolds, they start to take depth soundings. And there are those of us right now that are taking depth soundings. This is a depth sounding, this teaching. It's a, an alarm. It's a depth sounding. It's an alarm telling you 
where we're at within this maritime beast. I'm taking some depth soundings. And you know what? We're getting very close to running aground. And beware. According to the Georgia Guidestones, there's going to be a, the whole purpose of this is to throw people overboard, to depopulate all of those inhabitants on the vessel. It's a mass culling. Kill everybody and throw them overboard. That is the cargo being depopulated from the vessel in order to keep the whole ship afloat. They're desperate right now, trying to keep this whole system afloat. But within one hour, it's all going to come crumbling down, this whole fiat system. Because there is no... How many times? There is no money. It's called a Federal Reserve note. How do you pay a debt with a debt instrument? Think about it, people. It's all bonds. It's all double account ledgering. They're thrown overboard. Now, the island, that is the place of safety where those who come out of her, my people, they loose their bonds and they live in the wilderness. They cut the anchors of the lifeboat because they were going to try and depopulate the whole ship. So they cut the anchors of the lifeboats. Are you and I really willing to cut off the anchors to Mystery Babylon? Are we willing to be thrown into the sea to let go of the rudder ropes that bind you and make you a slave? Are you really willing to go into the wilderness for a season to a place of safety? What happens when the order goes out to kill any who would try and escape? That order will go out. Will you succumb to the threats, the coercion, the fear? Or will you be unmovable in your faith? And trust Yahuwah that you will escape safely to dry land. Which means you come out of Mystery Babylon and the commercial venue. It's going to be harder to live as a believer in Mystery Babylon. Because it is all commercial. And we're not supposed to be trading and trafficking in souls. That's Lucifer's realm. And all of this, verse 9, happens when? Around the full feasts. Around Yom Kippur and Yom Teruah and Sukkot. Yom Kippur specifically. Yahushua fulfilled the spring feasts at his first coming. And he's going to fulfill this season that we're in at his second coming. The full feasts. We need to be ready. Look at verse 4. Right now, the winds are running contrary, aren't they? They truly are. They're running contrary to how many of us would have liked. Or maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're under threat of losing your job. Or maybe you will suffer. Maybe you'll be cast into prison. 
Maybe you'll be put into contempt and you'll be thrown into prison for 10 days. That's usually how long you get in jail if you do contempt. But will you be faithful unto death? Because he said he'll give you the crown of life. Because it's all a test. It's all a test. Verse 14. But not long after there arose against us a hurricane, a Euroclidon, a Euroclidon. Much better, though, to unpack this in the Hebrew than to Greek you all out. A Euroclidon in the Greek, but the Hebrew, it is a secha, and it's spelled samek, Ain Gresh, or you could go with a Samach Ain Gresh Hay. So the question is, what kind of storm are you in? Because there's two different ways that this hurricane is styled or spelled out in the Hebrew. It's either a Sa'a with no Hay, or it's Echsecha with a hay. So there's two types of spelling for this Hebrew word. Samak, ayin, resh, or is the hay added on the end? And here's the teaching. Here's the teaching. So stick with me. If you're still with me, give me some thumbs up. And of course, put some comments down in the comments section and all of you edify one another in the chat. But here's the teaching of the hurricane and the turbulent place in which we're in right now in this world. You see, a person's rage that causes one constantly to be in fear, that is what this word means. A sechra a Euroclidon, translated into the Hebrew word sa'ah or serah, means a person's rage that causes one constantly to be afraid, to be in fear, a horrible abode, a horror house. You know the people out there that are hating on you? It's because they are succumbed to this spirit. It is because they are constantly afraid. They are in a horrible abode. They've locked themselves in a horror house of their own making. And they are raging against anyone that doesn't do the stupid that they do. This is called the Hebrew word here, Echsechra. You see, we have two choices right now. The Yetzechatov, the good inclination, or the Yetzechara, the evil inclination. We can give in to the evil inclination, or we can reach in power and faith for the good inclination. Will we fear Yahweh? That's the good inclination. Or will we fear man? That's the evil inclination. Will we put our trust in Yahuwah? That's the good inclination. Or will we put our trust in man? That's the evil inclination. And they both bear different fruit from different trees. 
You see, the hurricane is the test. The hurricane is the test. Did the hurricane come to Elijah? Was Elijah the prophet tested? Did a whirlwind come to Elijah? Did Elijah choose to descend into the waters of chaos and fear? Or did he ascend out of fear and take a chariot ride into the heavenly realm? Because this is the choice between whether you choose Sirah with no hay on the end or Sirah with the hay on the end. So the teaching is in the hay. And let me explain this to you. The hurricane is the test. It came to Elijah and it has now come to us. We are the Elijah generation that have returned to Moshe's Torah. Will we sa'ar with no hay or will we sa'ar with a hay? That's the question right now. You see, to hay or not to hay, that is the question. Because the hay symbolizes choice. It's all about your choice. You have a choice to de descend into the fear, descend into depths of despair, descend into the waters of chaos, which is Mystery Babylon, it's International Admiralty Maritime, and commercial in nature. And that's what the world wants you to do. You just go to your lower realms, give in to the yetzahara, the evil inclination. That's your base realm. That's the default set. That's the flesh. That's what Paul spoke about in Romans 8 that we're not to give in to. The hay symbolizes our choice to descend the wide way into fear or to ascend the narrow way out of fear, out of the storm of fear the hurricane of fear, the whirlwinds of doubt. We can either be like a Jonah and descend into the depths of despair, or we can be like Elijah and ascend. Because the teaching is right here of choosing what you're going to do. Is it going to be a whirlwind of ascent or a hurricane of despair? Because the hay is attached either or it's not. On, this, on the translation of the Greek word euroclodine. Now, how is a hay made up? Well, it is a dullet, right? And then it has the hook of the yod. And naturally, if you just give in to the natural default, you will fall and descend out of the bottom of the hay because it is a broad road that leads to destruction. But if you want to, and you choose to overcome fear, there is another way out of the hay. Because at the top of the hay, on the left, there is a hook. It's a small, narrow road that leads to life. But only a few shall find it, because the most will go the broad way, where everybody's going to the depths of despair, to the hurricane of fear and doubt. It's all in the hay, which is on the attachment to this letter. You see... To Sa'ar or to Sechrar, the choice is presented to all of us. Jonah faced this choice in the tempest and he dropped to the bottom of the hay.
And he went the broad way into despair and destruction. He's sitting up there outside of Nineveh and the plant dies and he is in the, he, he lost all hope. But Elijah was faced with the same kind of hurricane. It was a whirlwind and he chose to take the ascension way and he came out of the hay through the narrow gate, through the small path upon the hay. Look at the Hebrew letter hay. It's a dullet with a yod. The doorway to Yahuwah is through the narrow exit. It's not falling into fear, despair, and chaos. That drops you out of the bottom of the door into the pit of fear and despair and the world. And that's the world right now. Who's this? No. No. Unbelievable. Well, what, are the, what do the people think we're doing in here? Chaos. Chaos in the world, I tell you. Chaos. It's all right. Bear with us here. You know, it's live. Elijah faced it as a whirlwind. As a whirlwind. Because Jonah or Elijah, they both took different ways out of the hay. And this is the meaning of Matthew 7, verse 14. Go in through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So the question is, will we fulfill Yahuwah's purpose in our lives and ascend, or will we be like everyone else and not reach our potential? And will we just be deceased and descend into the storms of fear that are perpetrated along the world and through the chaos of this mystery Babylon system? The hay is the hurricane. In the Greek, the Euroclidon. The Hebrew, Serah. It's where the lesson resides, right here for me, and I hope you're seeing the lesson too. I hope this makes sense. Because the hay, like I said, it's made up of the Dalit the pictograph of the door, and the yod, which symbolizes Yah. It's the doorway to Yah is through the narrow road, which means we come out of the dispel of fear, of doubt, which drops you to the bottom. It drops you to the bottom. The narrow path, it is hard to find. It must be diligently sought. It is in the higher realms of ourselves. It is not in the lower realms of ourselves. We must ascend out of the small opening of the hay to cast out all fear so that we can escape just like Elijah and a hurricane turns into a whirlwind that turns into a transformation of our lives because we are coming out of the hay at the top, not dropping at the bottom. Or you will choose another way, the way the world is going, full of despair. Oh, I'm in the depths of despair. I'm afraid. 
He's afraid. She's afraid. We should all be afraid. And if we're not afraid, then we're crazy, they say. The broad road, which falls away from Yah, and it leads to destruction, the depths of depression, the depths of perdition. You see, the bottom of the hay is wide open. The top of the hay, in contrast, very narrow, very small. It's very difficult to find as it hooks left. The way to Yah is one of ascension out of our fears. It is hard to find in a world of hate and fear. It goes against gravity. It goes against the flow. It's a move against the masses. It's a move against carnality. It's like a salmon swimming up river. It goes against the default setting of falling. It's so much easier to fall with gravity, to fall with fear to fall into the hurricane or do we start to climb and ascend and embrace the ascension to Yahweh out of our fear and out of the chaos this is amazing stuff look at the 26th verse we could continue on further but really we see in the 26th verse but first we must run aground upon a certain island But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors determined that they had drawn near to some country. And taking sounding measurements, they found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again, and they found it fifteen fathoms. Then fearing lest we should run aground, they dropped four anchors out of the stern, and made prayers for the day to come. And as the sailors were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the lifeboat into the sea, under the pretense, as it though it were, that they were casting out anchors to fasten the ship. You see, with all the chaos that's going on in the seas, don't think that Bill Gates and George Soros are going to be sticking around. They're going to be sneaking out in the lifeboat whilst everybody else gets culled. Today, you've got to look at these guys as maritime pirates, whether it be Bill Gates or George Soros. These are globalist sailors seeking to flee out of the ship by lifeboat under pretense and leaving the rest to die. The people that are making all these dictates, they don't care about you. If they cared about you, they'd be telling you to get your diet right, to get your exercise right. They certainly wouldn't be closing gyms. They certainly wouldn't be putting pesticides and GMOs into your food. They certainly wouldn't be putting fluoride in your bloody water, in your toothpaste, and culling you from an early age. Currently, there are agents of justice that are working within the establishment network seeking to cut off the ropes of these eugenic sailors to ruin their vessels of escape. And that's what we're seeing right now. But the day is dawning and the darkness and evil of this current generation of vipers 
It will come to light. Unfortunately, it will come at a great cost of life. In Zechariah 13, in the eighth verse, it says, Two parts in it shall be cut off and die, but a third shall be left in it. And I will bring the third part through the esh, through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. Aish. Aleph. Sheen. It means a strong pressing down. It means a fire that is strongly pressed down. Because a fire is made by firmly pressing down on a wooden rod. And pressing that wooden rod down onto a wooden board... And then you spin the rod with a bow drill. And then wood dust is generated from the two woods rubbing together. And then that is heated through the friction. And that creates the small ember that is the dust. Then that small tinder dust is then placed on the ember and is blown and ignited by the tinder. Listen. The two parts are being cut off currently by being strongly pressed down in the soil, the dust, the flesh, with a drill-like needle that will bring about a burning in the channel or the veins. And instead of sloughing off wood dust heated by friction, we are experiencing variance because humans are succumbing, sloughing, and shedding a weaponized tinder particles that are being blown about the earth in a fear-based hurricane, a man-made typhoon of tyrannical propaganda and proportions. It's a lot to get your head. Rewind what he just said. Scrub back. Think about what I'm saying. You know it's true. Listen. Or did I just get us back into a bunch of fear again? Did I row the oars back towards fear? No. I'm warning you to stay away from the sandbar. I'm warning you to stay off the rocks. I'm taking depth soundings. That's all. That's all. Well, we'll finish up in the 42nd verse. I'll skip forward. Because you've been so patient with me, and somebody's trying to break into our studio. So now we've got my son, who is, I won't embarrass you, but you'll get to meet him, some of you, at Sukkot. Shall I tell him what your nickname is? Yeah, they nicknamed him at camp Drago, if that gives you any inclination. And um, I've boxed with him, and I did not come out well. And I used to be really, really into boxing and mixed martial arts. But I've trained my son, and now I've overtrained him, apparently. But, you know, to be that young and have that much testosterone is just beautiful. I mean, I've got a lot of testosterone still, and I'll take more if you've got it, but, you know... My goodness. 42nd verse, Matthew. And the soldiers' council was to kill the prisoners. That's what George and Bill want to do. 
lest any of them should swim away from mystery Babylon and come out of the commercial system and escape. But the captain, because there are some good people out there that do understand, they are able to cognize truth and equity and justice. But the captain, willing to save Shaul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that those that could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and go to the land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of ship. And so it came to pass that they all escaped safely out of mystery Babylon. There's a story in this for you. Go back and reread it. Think amongst yourself. But we do live in an international, admiralty, maritime, commercial world. And that is Mystery Babylon. And it's all trading and trafficking in human souls through debt instruments and debt instruments. And there is a spirit of fear and COVID out there. And this whole debt world is about to collapse in one hour when Yahweh ordains it. But you don't want to be in the midst of that chaos. And look at the Hebrew word and look particularly at whether you will go through the bottom and fall into your fears, fall into despair, fall into the broad road that leads to destruction where gravity will naturally take you. Or will you try to ascend out of your fears? Will you try and come out through the top left hook of the hay? It's a small, it's a narrow road. It's hard to find because you have to overcome your base nature of fear, of despair, where everybody's falling naturally into that because it's being marketed. That's the broad road. We have to purposefully fight against all of that to ascend out of the hay because the hay truly is just a dullet, a doorway to the Yod, Yahuwah. And that road is very narrow. It's very small and only a few shall find it. Let's see if anyone's still tracking with me. Still tracking? Are we still tracking? Not tracing or contact tracing. We don't want to do that. Tracking. Bunch of trackers, tracers. Everywhere, aren't they? Little devils. All right, you. All right, let's see. Let's see what you've got going on. Put it up in the chat. Put it up in the chat. All right, let me refresh my screen here, ladies and gentle friends. All right, we will go with the live chat. And if you want me to um, see you, put up a um, at Torah to the tribes and it redlines it. William R. Shabbat Shalom, William. William says, they will not be sneaking away from the judgment seat of HaMashiach. 
Yahusha. And that is so, so true. Emissary of Elohim, Shabbat Shalom, Emissary of Elohim. Emissary says that the Restoration Scripture's true name, you can get a free sample on Kindle or the Kindle app. Well, there you go. Karen Long, she says the Gotthard Tunnel dedication ceremony on 06-2016 warned us of all of this. It was and is demonic. We've got people from all over the world tuning in. We've got some home countrymen there in the land of the United Kingdom in England. Do we have any Aussies or any Kiwis out there? I wonder how you guys are doing. Libby in Louisiana. How is it down there, Louisiana? You're in from the coast quite a bit. Are you safe? She says, Yar is in full control and he has prepared us for these days. Hallelujah. Put it up in the chat. Are you safe, Libby? Everything okay? Are you weathering the storms down there in Louisiana? All right. Let's see. Oh, Alex, Melbourne, Australia. How is it down there? Oh, the Australians, you, you capitulated too long ago. It's hard to get back, but they're, they're running a, a, a tyranny camp down there, aren't they? <sighs> Temple Health has a question. Could the white horse in Revelation in the apocalypse be related to the white coats, the Fauci agenda? Oh, well, there you go. Think about that, everybody. Yes, Libby is safe and sound. Praise Yahuwah. Even if there was turbulence all around, Libby would be safe because she is Yahuwah's favored. That's for sure. Truth like Velcro. How's things going for you guys there? Do not be sidetracked with all the stuff going around that is meant to make us fearful. They want to drop you into the bottom of the hay, into the broad road, you see, because you have to ascend out of that fear. Blessings. Oh, yeah, Shauna Beavers, very focused today, Brother Matthew. Thank you for this teaching. I will try to share most around call me crazy, par for the course. Love. Yeah, yeah, of course. People call you all kinds of things, all kinds of things, don't they? But that's what we're used to. Now, Carrie is in New Zealand. Thank you for a great teaching. How's things in New Zealand, Carrie? Excellent and always great to get confirmation of what Yahuwah is speaking to me about. My question is, is there a way to retract a birth certificate? Yes, there is. There is. You can rescission anything if you made a mistake. If you made a mistake. So rescission, rescission. And there is a way and a procedure of doing these things. Ryan McCrossman, where in Melbourne? We're asking... Oh, and then my prepper shop says, pray for Rob Skiba. He ha he's in the hospital with the Rona. Yes, we did pray for him today on Shabbat Fellowship. But prayers go out to um, our brother Rob Skiba. Everybody, please do pray for brother if that is true, that he has um, succumbed to the Rona. 
And then Grandpa Diesel, Grandpa says Fauci is um, Fauci, the priest of the Covidians. <laughs> Uh, the Branch Covidians. Right, there you go. The Branch Covidians. Yes, yeah, somebody thought of that. Karen Long, see? The Branch Covidians. Exactly. It really is a cult, isn't it? It really is a cult. Very nice. There is no fear in Yahuwah Jose. That is for sure. And we have got Craft Case Nate. Shabbat Shalom. He says, greeting from Amerizona. I don't know if you ever noticed, but the aircraft carrier in Afghanistan had number 119 on the side. Of course, it's a coincident craft case, Nate. Of course it is! Steve Smith. Steve, are you going to come to um, Sukkot? Praise Yahweh. I pray that you will. I pray that you will. We haven't got the agenda sorted out, but he wants us to make day one at Sukkot a mikvah. I cannot wait another day. Praise Yahweh. Hallelujah. Oh, I love I, That's my, my, most probably one of my favorite things. I'd say my favorite thing to do is to mikvah people. It's just so powerful. It's so powerful to see the transformation Wow. Mm, 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 mm. And remember to pray for our, our Larry and Shelley. Larry, of course, who is uh, always here, faithful. They um, came down with the Rona as well. And uh, Shelley was in a really bad way yesterday with um, in the hospital with... Um, on oxygen and only receiving 6% oxygen, and that is dangerous. But they wanted to put her on one of those ventilators. You go on those, you don't come off them, you know what I mean? So she didn't go on one of those, and then we sent out a prayer request through all of the, um, the Torah to the tribe's brethren, and she's at 90% now. So praise Yahweh. Remember, continue to pray for Rob Skiba, and Larry and Shelley Hillis, please, in your prayers, okay? Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Juan to know L. Yes, I have heard about the Mandela effect regarding the Bible. I'm not buying that. I'm not. But I have looked into it, but, you know, I'm open to a conversation about it. You know, I like to look into the, the strange. You know, I do like to do that. But, uh, yeah, I have looked into that. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't align with that. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Without further ado, go to TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect and sign up for the Feast of Tabernacles. What better time to come together if you can't make it to Oregon also at that connect site, TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect. You can find somebody in your local area that is celebrating the Feast of Yahweh. We've got Yom Teruah coming up. 
the Feast of Trumpets. We've got Yom Kippur coming up. This is the very season that Rav Shiliok Shaul was on his ship voyage here and, of course, leads us into the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. We are in the prophetic times of Yahuwah, and this is a prophetic ministry, and I hope you can see that. I'm taking depth soundings and depth soundings all along, but I will not succumb to the fear, okay? I will choose and do choose this day to come out of that fear and to ascend above the natural realm and come into the very place of Yahuwah through a whirlwind just like the prophet Elijah. I pray that you would join me too in making that commitment to overcoming that downward Yetzirah, that evil inclination, and coming into the Yetzirah Tov, that good inclination, which is ascension out of the chaos of mystery Babylon. Lots to think about today. Lots to think about today. Everything's voluntary, and you don't have to go along with mystery Babylon. You don't have to eat of the leeks and onions because when you stay the way of Yahuwah, you will find yourself out in the wilderness, but you will be cared for and you will be transformed because he's going to be bringing us into the millennium. And in one day, this whole system, this fiat currency, all these debt instruments, go look at the national debt clock. And then you see how much each U.S. citizen is in debt for that okay that's why they're putting all of this on you while they the the globalists you know print more and more money 30 percent of all federal reserve notes in circulation notes notice not money in circulate backed by nothing just your faith in the deity which isn't yahweh it's their luciferic realm look on the back you know the all-seeing eye of horus Faith in that deity, everyone's going along believing in that, that system, but it will crumble in a day. In a day. These are maritime pirates. We know it, we see it. Of course, this system cannot stay, and that's what this Great Reset is all about because it's becoming very, very obvious to all of those in the nations. And just an interesting side note, you know there were like three countries that decided that they would not um, take the vaccination for their um, countrymen, and all three of those presidents mysteriously died. One of them, of course, with the Haitian president recently. Very, very interesting. Because this, my friends, is about throwing everybody overboard and killing them. Because whilst those that are planning it try to escape in a lifeboat, and that lifeboat, they're trying to pedal it off to shore in the caves of Afghanistan. That's why you're seeing this happening right now. You've got to be able to look through things prophetically, through the lines and through the lens of Scripture. But have hope. Do not fall to the bottom of the hay. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much for staying with this ministry. And we'll look forward to seeing you next Shabbat. Please consider supporting Torah to the Tribes through your gifts and your donations. And those of you that do, thank you. And Yahuwah bless you all. Shabbat Shalom.